0: like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and, uh, and funny memes. So, um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also if you want to take your conversations to, uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer, answer and polls are the best way to get them talking. You can attach that to your, your podcast there and, and you get your, you get, you know, valuable interactions with your fan, your fans Howdy there, I'm Matt McKinley, and we're Burning Daylight. Good morning, Burning Daylight country. Burning Daylight followers. Followers sounds kind of like a cult. We could be a cult though, I think. I think it's possible. I could have a good time being a cult leader. There wouldn't be any Kool-Aid, though. I'm not a huge Kool-Aid guy. It'd be, be more like sweet tea or uh, or just beer. Beer would probably be better. You'd get more people to, to join a cult that way, I think. Free beer. Yeah, maybe maybe we're on to something here. Um, I'll, I'll look into what it takes to be a, uh, an effective cult leader, and I'll, I'll get back at you. But I think I think this could be a viable option uh debates last night um well we'll recap that here in a little bit but i think trump pretty well summed it up best with his first tweet about it and it was just one word all caps exclamation point boring and uh yeah that, that that was accurate assessment of it and i think he uh he tweeted that pretty early on, but it pretty well rang through for the whole time. There was a couple funny moments and uh, not a whole lot interesting, kind of what I expected. So anyway, I'm going to go ship some cattle. I'll be back here in just a few and uh, we'll talk about the insanity that is the, the Democratic presidential primary. Well, one of the first things I noticed about this debate last night, and uh, I think it was just a couple questions in, they they uh, they asked my 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 favorite candidate, oh uh, oh Lizzie Paleface, first couple questions, and then my second favorite candidate, uh, Miss Mister Bobby O'Rourke, and. <laughs> So they asked him some question, and he uh, he answers it in Spanish. <laughs> and Elizabeth Warren looks just like, kind of like a deer in the headlights. And then Cory Booker looks like he was just ready to straight up strangle or throat punch old, old uh, Bobby O'Rourke. <laughs> and then a couple minutes later... Uh, uh, Cory Booker uh, makes a statement in Spanish <laughs> so, oh, Bobby had just uh, preemptively out uh, pandered <laughs> Cory Booker I guess that's kind of the, the long and short of it is uh, it's really pretty old sums up the whole debate along with uh, Trump's comment of boring it was uh it was just who could out-pander who, which I, I guess that's really any any campaign. But man, there I I won't I won't make a public uh, declaration of lock in the vote. But if uh, just because we got the the debate tonight, so I got to see how how they do. But. Man, uh, if it, if it goes similar like it did last night, clue we'll lock it in for Trump in a landslide, but we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe, oh uh, Sleepy Creepy Joe will, uh, maybe he'll come out swinging. I say, I, I really think he's the only one that's going to be able to, to stand up in an insult contest with, uh, with Trump, yeah. but... Uh, we'll see I guess there's there's a couple others there but oh uh, Castro kind of made a name for himself last night he kind of took it to O'Rourke on one of the immigration issues which uh, was kind of funny you know O'Rourke is from Texas so you know he, he probably should have made the the immigration deal, a little, little more, uh, of, uh, of an issue to cover, but Castro kind of made him look silly on a couple things, and then, uh, that Castro fella, I, I wouldn't have known that he was, uh, <coughs> he was Mexican just by looking at him, he looked almost Asian, and, uh, I, uh, I made a note in my, in my phone that he, uh, he kind of looks like that fish from, uh, spongebob square pants it's always got like a sour look on his face that that's what uh oh julian castro uh looks like to me uh of course he wasn't near as funny as that fish from spongebob obviously but that that was one thing there was like no humor throughout the whole thing which i I, i'm not that surprised by it but you'd think uh you think somebody would uh would think to just crack a little bit of a joke here and there, but nope, didn't happen. One of another, one of the things that I noticed uh, kind of stuck out to me uh, last night was uh, it was the that Julian Castro or Julian Castro. They all uh, they all seem to really accentuate the the Spanish names, which, yeah, that's fine, that's how, the proper way to say them, but it was, it was just, man, they were pandering hard, but, uh, I think the first one that, that mentioned, uh, executive order was, was that Julian Castro, and I'm not a fan of executive orders in general, just because they tend to get abused. And and then, I guess, along that same line of executive orders, when they were talking about gun control, <clears throat> Elizabeth Warren said that gun violence is not just a problem. It is a national health emergency, I think she said mental health and that part really kind of spooked me, that along with uh, the climate change stuff because uh, I think it was that Jay Inslee, who is the governor of Washington State and uh, (laughs) he really to me kind of came off as like a bitchy soccer mom you know like uh one of them soccer moms that's like always on the go she's got like short blonde hair and just got resting bitch face all the time and just seems annoyed with everything but that's kind of what this Jay Inslee came off as to me anyways he he just looked like a bitchy soccer mom but he his big deal is, is climate change because of course it is why wouldn't it be and And he was talking about putting us back in like the Parrot Climate (coughs) Climate Change Accord and I remember bringing this up to uh, a couple of my friends here a while back that were really on board with uh, Trump's decision to declare a national emergency uh, at the border because of the, you know, like these caravans and just the, the numerous border crossings, illegal border crossings that we've had. And I was not in favor of it, because the, the executive branch, i.e. the president and all of his agencies that he's in charge of, have far too much power as it is. And it's, you know, the original intent of the Constitution was for the federal government to have very limited power. And with Trump declaring a national emergency, which that you know that has happened many a time, but the way he did it was, and it was going to like reroute some uh, money to build the wall, and they were going to take it from like the Defense Department or somewhere else, and it was—I uh, don't—I—I I don't know whether it was a good idea or not. I just just opposed to it just based on the principle that the president shouldn't have that much power but the part that really scared me was the way they talked about climate change as an emergency Though i bet i would bet good money like good money that every single one of them flew there and uh you know which they they all say that air travel is probably the worst cause of Climate change, whether you believe that or not, I don't. Like I said, I am very skeptical. I don't know if I don't believe it, but I'm very skeptical on that whole deal. But the way they talked about climate change as, and you know, as like the number one existential threat, and then Elizabeth Warren saying that gun violence is a national health emergency, I would not put it past one any one of them fuckers to. Uh, to issue an executive order declaring that gun violence is a uh, is a national emergency, and same with climate change, and then they just wouldn't have to, in theory, wouldn't have to get any bills passed to fund it. They would just reroute funding from elsewhere, and that that is really scary to me. So, those are kind of some of the things that maybe fly under the radar to to a lot of people but me being the the politics nerd and uh kind of halfway OCD about things that I am that uh that really stuck out to me and I I would not be surprised if that is at least floated as an option in the future well i think that pretty much covers what you missed if you didn't watch the democratic debates so Really a whole lot of nothing. A lot of... lot of typical left-wing talking points. Universal health care. Uh... Immigration. Uh... Gay and trans... Issues. And, uh... Just a ton of pandering. A little bit of gun control. And... Yeah, I, I imagine you can expect... More of the same. Uh... Tonight. I think... Yeah, I can't think of anybody that might other than Biden and Bernie that that are really uh are going to say anything outside of just your standard democratic talking points. So, like Bernie, you know, he's you're not going to out-socialist Bernie. He's uh he's king socialist. So, they uh <laughs> somebody'll be calling for a, $15 an hour living wage and Bernie will be calling for a $20 an hour living wage and yeah he, he's just gonna you're, you're not gonna get farther to the left of Bernie I don't think so it'll be interesting to see that and uh, see if anybody takes the gloves off they did a little bit last night not, not much but I think it's uh they they're, they're going to have to change their strategy cuz talking policy uh, you know I, I it's not it might be their strong suit but they're going to have to they're going to have to come down to to Trump's level and I don't I really don't think any of them are prepared for that so we'll see but it's looking pretty good for for the Trump train in 2020 so I'm going to I think that's all I'm going to cover on the debate. Uh, so there there wasn't, there was a few kind of awkward moments, a few funny moments uh, that were unintentionally funny, but not much going on there. It was pretty, pretty blah. Today's show is brought to you, once again, by the D-Bags. Don't be a Gunsel. And, um, I've had a few comments on what a Gunsel is. And, uh... Typically, a gunsel is kind of kind of described as somebody who looks like a cowboy, dresses like a cowboy, but overall don't know what the fuck they're doing, and uh, and they're pretty prevalent anywhere you go. And some people have different names for them depending on what line of work you're in, but for us in the cowboy world, we call them a gunsel. But anyway, don't be a gunsel is it's a website. Started to uh, started with the working cowboy with, who has a sense of humor in mind, and they also have line of merch that you can buy. Uh, they got some hats and some stickers and uh, a coffee mug. Uh, you can find them at Don't Be a Gunsel on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, if you go buy any of their merch, make sure you use the promo code Burning Daylight and get 10% off. It'll help them out, that'll help me out, and you get some cool shit for a little bit cheaper. And their prices are already pretty cheap, so... Go, I'll go check them out, support them, and uh, use the Burning uh, Burning Daylight promo code. B-U-R-N-I-N-D-A-Y-L-I-G-H-T I, uh, I spelled the uh, Daylight wrong yesterday because uh, I'm a fucking hand, that's why. But, anyway... Go check them out. Don't be a gunsel. Little Miss Lori is. Uh, she was not ready to work today, I don't think. I took her to the house and let her let her out in the in my little trap I've got. I've been feeding her a little bit more. She was getting a little thin in the skin. Nothing terrible, but starting to show a little bit of rib, which is you know it's not bad, not a bad thing, but a little bit more than I cared to. I, my favorite color of horse is fat, so she was in good working shape, but just uh, just a little thinner than I wanted. So she's been at the house chilling, and uh, been about a week, week and a half maybe that since I've rode her, and just to keep her honest, I brought her in this morning. So I'm just for a while, I'm just gonna trailer her in to work instead of keeping her at the feed yard and. Uh, yeah she you can tell she's been off she was a little little froggy this morning didn't buck or anything but she uh it's funny is she has never had an issue uh being sprayed down with water but uh she flipped the fuck out on the fly spray this morning the flies are starting to pick up and they're not terrible but they're you can see them starting to stomp a little bit the, the horses so I, I went to spray her down with fly spray, and shit, you would have thought I was doing some electroshock therapy on her. So we had a little rounds this morning, and a uh, little desensitization. And uh, she got over it. We'll uh, have to keep a spray bottle of just water in there just spray her down constantly until she gets, gets over it, but... It's funny what, what they decide to uh, to spook at. There's there's stuff that she has never once even batted an eye at. Like a loader, and when they come roaring by and the bucket's clanging and shit, never has once batted an eye at it. Never never even looked sideways to, to like, she might think about spooking. But <laughs> a little bit of fly spray and she loses her damn mind. Oh horses and women if anybody figures them out 100 percent let me know i'll uh i'll pay a little bit of money to pay a little money for your secrets let me tell you about one of the presents i got my wife for her birthday so my wife loves uh loves coffee mugs she has a ton of coffee mugs and uh and she's got a bunch with sentimental value that, you know, her cousin or whoever, there's, she's got she got a lot of them that, that people bought her over the years and, uh, gave her as gifts, and, and so she kind of she kind of likes it, and uh, last Father's Day I bought my dad this travel mug it was one of those kind of novelty ones that's <clears throat> popped up on the on a Facebook ad, and it was, uh it was a Donald Trump mug, and it was specifically for Father's Day. And it was, so, if you read it in his voice, it's like, "You're the best father ever. All other fathers are losers, total losers. Yeah, you're super smart and handsome. And uh, and if uh, if you uh, just ask me, believe me, you know, you gotta you gotta get into the Trump mode. And uh, so he he really liked it because he, he kind of likes Trump. He thought it was funny, and he. He's got a, uh, an old friend that he grew up with, name is Dan, that is a lifelong, uh, Democrat, and, uh, just absolutely hates Donald Trump. He was a huge Hillary Clinton supporter, and, like most of the Democrats today, he, uh, he views Trump as the worst president ever, possibly the worst person ever, uh, so every time my dad goes down to Dan's, Dan, Dan uh, Dan lives right down by one of our our pastures that we we have, and uh, every time my dad goes down there, he swings by Dan's and he's he always makes sure he's got his coffee and his Trump mug so so he can get under Dan's skin. So if you wondered where I get this little troll bug from, that just kind of a, give you a little hint. Uh, and so, from there, I got my wife a trump mug for uh our anniversary I believe is where, where I started it and so it was the same type of deal you're the best wife ever uh total losers of the other wives uh, super beautiful, super smart everyone agrees and uh so she she kind of she kind of like, likes that mug because it makes her laugh and uh And it's built right so she can put her hand, uh, through the handle and, you know, hold around the mug. And, uh, and it's, like, it's a big, pretty big coffee mug, so she, she'd kind of like that one. And then for her birthday, I bought her a mug that had Nicolas Cage's face on it. And he's got, like, a bunch of hearts in a, in a wreath around his head, and then it says, You're my national treasure. And that's just fucking hilarious. I don't care who you are. So, she, uh, she just, she liked, I don't know if she liked that one, but she kind of laughed. And this one she was not real impressed with. I got it for her birthday. And it doesn't say anything. It just has a picture of Steve Buscemi. She don't know him. He's a pretty well-known actor, pretty good actor. He's just super ugly. And, uh, I mean, just a hideous Appearing individual, I'm, I think I've heard he's probably a pretty cool guy, but that—that's not even the point. He just—he just looks hideous, and <coughs> so I bought her that, and uh, I watched her open it the other day because I ordered it and it didn't come in. All right, uh, I'm time for her birthday, so don't don't worry, I got her something good anyways, and took her out to a nice, nice dinner and everything, but. This one didn't come until a couple days after her birthday. Actually, it was about a week after her birthday, and I almost forgot that I had it coming. And so then it came in the mail, and I had to. I I watched her opening it, and I I couldn't even contain myself. I was laughing like an idiot because I was just. Her reaction was priceless. So, and I and I, I told her. so I know full well this is just a, uh, it was like a $15 purchase, but I was like, this, this, I know, is 15 bucks, just 100% down the drain, but uh, this this one's for me, and, uh, <coughs> uh she, she's just like, why, and I said, why not, are you, are you seeing how you're reacting right now, like, that's exactly why, and, uh, so she, I don't think she understands the, the hilarity of the situation, but I'll, uh, I'll take a picture when I go home for lunch and put it up on, on the Facebook page so you can get a laugh out of it. Uh, maybe I'm the only one that thinks that's funny, but uh, it sure cracks me up. I guess one of the, I would say more, like hotly debated topics in the cowboy world is the use of cow dogs when you're working and some people swear by them some, some people would, would just as soon shoot every one they see and then there's a whole lot of in between and for me there's I'm on both ends of the spectrum and I don't think there's a whole lot of in between because a good cow dog that I've seen and I, I don't know anything about training them. I've never done it. I've had uh, I've had cattle breeds pretty well my whole life, but I've never used them as working dogs. And but I've been around some quite a few dogs. And I from my experience they they will either do the job of like three guys on horseback with for a good dog or they are just more trouble than it's worth and they're in the way and they're running cattle over the top of you and just wreaking havoc and i've been on both ends of that spectrum and maybe it's just because they're 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 either just super good dogs and you're just like wow that saved me a lot of work or you want to shoot them because they're just in the way so maybe I have been around some mediocre working dogs, and I just didn't know it, or I didn't realize it, because the other ones stuck out too much to me. But I, uh, I, they are very useful when they when they listen and they know what they're doing. Like I said they can they can take the place of like three pretty decent hands on horseback, but they can also just, uh, as a guy that used to work here, say so they'll. They'll make it fucked up worse than polio. And... That's kind of... Kind of my experience. But... <laughs> my old boss, when I was... Working at that... Con- confined cow-calf operation... He was... Uh, a pretty good guy. Yeah, and he had... Uh, he had a couple black labs... That he took everywhere with him. Which which is cool. I, I'm, I'm a big dog lover. I, I love dogs. And he had these these two black labs and they were pretty cool dogs I went everywhere with them and he would uh, he would even bring them into the processing barn when we were running cows through the chute and that is where I did not like them. because I was the way we had it set up we we would run our you know the cows through several times a year because of, of the breeding Program and everything, and we used a uh, rather than a tub. We used what is called as a Bud Bud Box, which is designed by Bud Williams. It's a lot simpler design than uh, than your typical uh, crowd tub and uh, snake. And it was it was at this Bud Box where I. I really pissed off the, the boss, but as I was saying, when you run the cows through the chute that many times, they get pretty sour, they don't want to move, and you know, just kind of a pain in the ass, makes your job difficult, everybody gets in a, just kind of a sour mood, and we were on like the third day in a row of running cows through the chute, and I was running the bud box on horseback. Started first thing in the morning and that the way it was set up there there were certain times in during the day, depending on where the sun was at in the sky, that the shadows would be would be in the wrong spot and the cattle would balk going into the alley there from the bud box. They'd they'd start in down the alley and then they'd balk like right as you were going into the the processing barn itself. And all morning they'd balk there and then the the person that we had running that alley wasn't very good either and i was just getting and these were pretty big cows you know 12 1300 pound cows and i was just getting cows backed over the top of me constantly because i parked my horse right there in the entrance of the alley just to keep pressure and to get him to move forward and i don't know how many times i had cattle backing over the top of me. And when you've had cattle run over the top of you, there's very few things that'll piss you off more than that. And it just really lights a fire under your ass. And I was getting a little hot and and I couldn't figure out what the and you know and I I yelled at the the gal that was running the alley several times and she'd finally kinda figured out what I was wanting her to do which she was walking straight down the alley which of course pushes the cattle backwards because you're you're walking right into them or into their flight zone so they're going to back up so instead of like taking a loop to the to the back of that alley and then pushing them forward no she she was walking right down uh right down in front of them and they'd back up and back over the top of me and I screamed at her several times and she finally kind of got the hint and they would still balk and so then I was getting even more just just infuriated but I knew it wasn't her this time around but they were still balking at almost the same spot and so I finally I had one that just would not move and I, I had to step down, close the crowd gate and and then push her up you know i uh i reached up and like and grabbed her tail and twisted you know and she finally stepped up and then when she did i looked in the barn and there was that black lab just laying on the floor there and now he was minding his own business wasn't doing anything but he was in the wrong spot and so i i hollered at the the boss man and i said hey can you move your dog and I might, maybe I said it with a little bit of a, a little tinge of irritation and you know rage in my voice, but I, I was just, I was fighting that at that point. And he, uh, man, you would have thought I called his mother a whore. Ah, uh, he, he, was been laying there all morning, hasn't caused me. He's caused every fucking problem this morning because I've had cattle backing over the top of me. Well, didn't seem it. and I was like, just move him, I said, just go, go have him lay down out of sight, because those cows are seeing him and they're balking, and uh, sure enough, I bring the next draft in, and they load up in that chute, like, or in that alley, like it was just nothing, just tunk, 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 six of them right in a row, and just load it up, and uh, I look up front, and Old boss man has just got steam rolling out of his ears, and uh, I just kind of looked at him and smiled and winked, and I said, "Thank you for moving your dog." And uh, I don't really think it was that much coincidence that I got fired from that place a little bit later. But there was probably there was a few other other issues that I won't get into today that that went on. But <laughs> I I had a a tendency to not hold my tongue with uh, just smart ass remarks I don't usually get very rude but I, I always have these uh, these little wise cracks that kind of get me in trouble every now and then but hey when you when you're getting 1200 pound animal just backing right over the top of you and your horse and you're trying like hell just to get him to move forward and find out that it was a damn dog that that <laughs> was causing it I mean, it's hard not to say something So, but that's also one thing I've noticed about and it, not even so much the cowboy world it's just the world in general nobody loves your dogs or your kids as much as you do no matter how much you think they're awesome and delightful and sweet and lovely nobody likes them as much as you do and when you when you talk bad on somebody's dog uh, yeah I, I honestly think I probably would have been better off uh, just saying all sorts of raunchy things about his mother then and he wouldn't have gotten near as mad as when I just asked him to move his dog but I, uh, I think I'm gonna one of these days I'm gonna get me an Idaho shag and uh, get someone to help me train and I'll have a I'll have me a cow dog too so I can be a super puncher. Cause uh, if you don't have at least three dogs, I think is what Dale Brisbee said on the on the back of your flatbed, then you ain't no cowboy. But I I am not I'm not making fun of people that use dogs because the good ones really help a lot. But I I, I just know that if I was to to buy a buy a good working dog and try to train him myself, I would be up. I'd be one of those fucking idiots that has a dog that just runs cattle over the top of you, and then I wouldn't get asked to go help anywhere. I have a hard enough time getting asked to go help somewhere, so I'll. Uh, I won't. I won't give them any more reason for them to not invite me. But uh, send me your your thoughts on uh, on cow dogs and you got some cool videos, go ahead and post them up on the Facebook page I I always like watching a good dog work, or if you got some wrecks caused by dogs, post those up there too, those are those can be pretty funny, so and I think on that note, I'm going to uh, I'm going to wrap for the day Uh, we got another Democrat debate tonight, and it should be a good one we got the, we got the extremely ancient Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders squaring off head to head, and then uh, Mayor Pete Butt stuff, and uh, who's the other big, oh, Kamala Harris, she's has done pretty decent in the polling, apparently, so far, so she she'll be up tonight as well, so I imagine it'll be another shit show of a, of a debate, but I'll uh, I'll watch it, take some notes, and do another little recap tomorrow if there's anything good. So, but with that, I guess go go find me on Facebook, Matt McKinley, on Twitter and Instagram at mickermack 85 uh, at Burning Daylight and the Burning Daylight page on Facebook, at Burnin' Daylight's so Instagram. Go check out Don't Be a Gunsel. Uh, give them a shout-out. Uh, buy some stuff if you need to, and use the promo code Burning Daylight. You get 10% off. Go support those, those folks, and uh, that is pretty well it for me for the week. Uh, try to get some... Still kind of tinkering with the interview deal, but... Uh, we're going to get some up hopefully this weekend. If not, I'll, uh, we'll have some next weekend. But Thanks again for a good week. Uh, keep following, liking, sharing, and uh, love you all. Uh, see you back here again on Monday. Have a good weekend. Be safe and uh, move your fucking ass. We're burning daylight. Lloyd
1: lit a cigarette and smiled and waved the smoke out of her face Well, her black hair, brown from the summer sun Green eyes looked around the place And she told me that she loved me And I grinned and grabbed her hand and said, I know Let's get from here now, darling If we're going, let's go on and go Well, Lori said a family used to have a little money and they still have life to do. But your daddy don't think I'm fit to sit in the same room with you. And if I ever set foot in Subir County, well, your brother said it would break my jaw. But here I stand with a dark-haired daughter of Southwest Arkansas. And I've been learning that the and the barely-breaking... It's just a part of life for you and me. And I've been living with loneliness. It's got down in my bones, I guess. It's just another phase of being free. And I've been learning how to lose a thing I never laid a hand on. Wide trailer, they were shaking dominoes, and I had good intentions. Still, I had too many. I was stupid, I suppose. You better put a little money where your mouth is, boy. Or try to keep it closed, and I've been say